Hey everyone, this is the Nips and Sips podcast featuring me. I'm Dr. Jeremy Boyd and my partner in crime over there, Dr. Brandon Cruz. Uh, today we're going to be talking about um, what happens when you're, you become an expert and essentially what's next uh, in terms of marketing, uh, you know, try and grow yourself, extend your reach, uh, and kind of take it from there. But uh, before we get into that, uh, Brandon, how's it going? Going well. Um... Yeah, kind of switching it up this week with, with our, our conversation talk. Uh, I know you and I have had uh, some similar paths and, and different paths and kind of our evolution um, really from through residency. Uh, I think that's kind of what really gave us, um, I guess, the confidence, for lack of a better word, uh, to, go, to not only excel in, within our, the clinics that we were in, but then go out and kind of take it to the next level and do it on our own. Um, but, uh, I guess before that, let, let's type into our drinks. I do have a, a request, which today I did not follow. Uh, I had a, a I guess a fan, a listener, um, kind of call me out that I'm always drinking noble Oak and I have noble Oak here again today. And the reason why that is uh, just for the audience, cause they're probably, you have a nice new cool beer every time. And I tend to, to rock with the same drink or two. And the reason why I have about 15 or 20 bottles of uh, basically bourbon, scotch, or whiskey at home. Um, basically, every time I get a gift from someone I know, they know I have a podcast, they know it's Nips and Sips, and they get me another bottle of liquor. But I just, I don't know, I don't like opening up like 20 different bottles and having like a sip here and there from one. So I've been rocking, you know, one or two at a time. Um, I was going to actually switch it up for uh, her today. But today's been a, a bit of a chaotic day already, so I didn't have, uh, and I'm at the office and I have time to go home and, and get the bottle, and I forgot. So I'll have it on the next episode, uh, I promise. Um, but uh, for those of you who out there who might have the same philosophy, why the fuck am I always drinking the same thing? That is why I have these ginorm- ginormous bottles. Um, and Jeremy uh, got me a, a couple sweet bottles, but one was the uh, was the 18 year Johnny Walker, a mass, I mean massive bottle. Uh, it's a go through it. It's gonna take me quite a few, um, quite a few episodes, and, and to bounce between different bottles, it's just I, I don't want to have all these bottles open. Um, so that's kind of why I stick with one and kind of plow through it, and then I go to the next one. So I uh, hope that adds some some clarification for everyone out there. You know what? I I I was probably one of those people. Like, you know, when I'm typing out things for like posting up, and it's just like. This episode features beer from yada, yada, yada. And it's like, in yours, I don't have to change. It's Ed Noble Oak. Ed Noble Oak. I do need to change it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, not that, you know, whiskey or bourbon gets bad when you crack it up. It doesn't. I just, I, so me and my girlfriend have have a a pretty small apartment and I just don't want to have, because it's gotten to the point we have like a little liquor area where we keep our wine and stuff, but most of the bottles are like on the floor now and it's just, it's getting a little outrageous. Um, I am thankful for the bottles that everyone, everyone is getting me. Um, but yeah, until I, you know, get a nice man cave or, or like, you know, business office, um, with the next move we have, um, kind of relegated, delegated to, to that. But yeah. Yeah. Do you saw that one that's on the counter, uh, in, in your office? I feel like for a while when I was up there, there was this one like chilling on the counter. I'm like, now this is a real place. <laughs> um, well, I I do have a bottle of wine up top 
that um, oh, I think it was about our, our um, I, I guess I don't know. Should I put, say his name? Um, Big Daddy Lupino. Um, oh, Big Daddy <laughs> had left, and I'm, he still listens. I think here and there, so he he might he might hear that. So I, I'm saving that. It's actually I guess being aged more. I'm looking at it as we speak. Um, that one bottle you were talking about has finished. Actually, they're finished. Um, so I really only have the Noble Oak, and then I have a birthday gift bottle of Patron here, um, which I was actually thinking about opening that one up today, but straight Patron. Um, it kind of has been deviating away. Maybe maybe next time I'll go with the uh, Patron. Oof. Yeah. Oof! I can't imagine an episode on on straight tequila, unless you mix it with something, which which is approved as long as you're not. You know, bringing Trulies into the mix like you did that one time. Yeah. Then it's all, all yeah, good. Yeah, that, that was in dire need. I was, yeah. I was, I was in a pinch, man. Surprised none of the fans clapped at you for that one. But uh, me personally, I am going to be drinking uh, Crimson School from uh, one of my you know, clinics, local breweries uh, in uh, Glassboro, New Jersey. I have uh, Bonesaw, one of my favorites. Uh, I've had this beer before. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's some good sound effects. Um, really, just nice lager. You know, it's a nice break break it up from all the IPAs of summer and all those sort of things. So pretty crushable. Uh, good Vienna style lager. Um, I give it a I give it a seven point nine. It's pretty good for my Oso Brewery, which I think was in. Phoenix, real awesome place. As long as they're still open. So, but um, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So, um, I know we, we kind of rambled there for a little bit. Uh, Jerry, what? I guess you're an expert now. When when did you feel? Let's start from the beginning here, ish. Uh, when did you feel like you became an expert? Mm. Um, and then how did that then turn into well, what you have now, which is I would consider a successful business with a, a few employees and uh, really carving out a niche in that South Jersey area? Yeah, I mean, I still don't feel I'd be consider myself purely an expert uh, at, at this. I'm always, you know, looking obviously to grow, learn more. Um, but I guess just labeled either via like teaching or obviously amongst other PTs reaching out to us. So uh, I guess I'm in that realm or starting to be, um, but yeah, I guess when it really began for me was, um, definitely probably post-residency. Um, I don't even know if it was, it's probably before the OCS exam. Um, and what really kind of hit home for me was, you know, looking at my outcome measures. Um, at that time we were using photo. Let's just focus on therapeutic outcomes. I think mm-hmm. just pretty much like an online, um, outcomes surveys, your lefts ODI. I know I've mentioned it probably a couple times on the show. Uh, when it was getting to that point where I was like 90th percentile in the nation of photo, not the whole nation of PT, just people using that. Uh, that's kind of when I started to like, Oh, I must be doing pretty well. And it wasn't like I started off in the 80th. I, you know, it was, it was lower than that. Um, you know, I always had a passion and compassion to, to be there for the clients. I 
decent therapeutic alliance, but once I tied it all to, together and add the expertise that um, residency gave me, um, that's where it started to kind of trend in when my outcomes were getting better and that seeing that on actual um, objective data per se from mm -hmm. qualitative data, I guess. Um, that's when I started getting the confidence where I could kind of present myself as an expert um, where just, you know, different kind of tone of my voice, those sort of things. I think that's when it all began, but probably didn't really sink into private like two, at least practicing for two, three years. Probably even I look at it back then or what I was back then. I'm like, no, you, you were not expert at all. That's, that's pretty much when it all settled in. Um, I had my own client, my, my own, you know, kind of base. I didn't really need referrals to be kind of shoved to me. I had people kind of self-referring to me, uh, right around that two, three year marker. Uh, but that's kind of probably when it began for me. Uh, what about you, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, I, a similar similar process. I joined residency because I, I felt like entry level PT school uh, didn't satisfy my my hunger, and I was um, basically wondering, you know, if this is physical therapy, and that's kind of what put me on um, to the residency. So, you know, I, I was probably maybe a halfway through the residency when I, I really started to to grow and develop. Um, I had helped my former company, uh, you know, within probably two months of, of being on board, open up their, their second location. I, I was one of the lead clinicians at the time. Um, so I guess, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff outside as well, helping uh, treat at races, uh, go to different meetings, doctors meetings, things like that. And I kind of got um, earlier look at that. I'd say the most clinicians, uh, all while I'm, um, I think at that point I was not even in the residency program, but beginning to go. And then I added the ability to become more confident and understand how to treat, um, you know, that the residency gave me with clinical decision-making and kind of really vetting through some articles and things like that. Um, and then I, I think, you know, aside from the outcomes thing, cause I, I know that's stressed in, um, in residency, I, I would go, you know, even away from that, just the, the feedback I was getting from, from clients and, it really showed in my schedule, my schedule with, you know, um, you know, with, I would before a year's time, it was just packed and we weren't a high volume clinic. So I know, you know, people in the high volume clinic will like, they're like, yeah, I'm packed within, uh, you know, a couple of weeks cause they're just being, you know, shoveled patients where I had every pay, every slot, every half hour we were booked at the time was just booked from front to back three days a week. Um, uh, or whatever my schedule was. I think at that time I was swapping between three days and five days, but whatever it was, I, I was packed. Um, other clinicians in my clinic weren't, and it was like, you know, when somebody's out and then they get shoved on your schedule, uh, which nobody really likes, and then they become permanent on your schedule because they're like, they really like you, yeah, they like you, and yeah, some of it may go for personality, but people, you know, they ask, why didn't the other person do this? Why? And that always puts you in a, a sticky situation because you're like, well, I'm sure they were meaning to, but they didn't get to it yet, or maybe you know, you kind of handle it politically and not to, to throw anyone in the bus, but you know, when your schedule's full from front to back all the time and, and other people's aren't, um, you know, that's definitely uh, something that I think you need to understand 
um, is a form of marketing, you know, internal marketing that mm -hmm. the people you're seeing want to keep coming back to you. Um, the other people in the clinic uh, are noticing a difference um, and hop on your schedule. And then I was able to really build up my schedule by internal marketing, by talking to a patient, um, them saying their friend or their cousin or their sister or whoever, their family member is hurt. And I would say, bring them on in. You know, I can, I can help them with this. Um, mm -hmm. And that's how I've built my company now uh, for the most part up, up until now, until recent is that word of mouth internal marketing. Um, and I, I think, you know, PTs need to do a better job of that and not just rely on outside referral sources. Um, and I think, you know, if you're starting, if you're starting at another company that that's kind of one way to gauge it and kind of build that name up is you're building up your brand within that clinic. Um, whether you decide to leave or you stay. So, you know, internal marketing, you know, for, for point number one, it, it is probably your, your biggest way, um, right there. So, yeah. Um, I mean, people do business of physical therapy with the person, the, the therapist, um, which is why I always kind of put out stuff and material and what I'm doing on a daily basis. So people link, Hey, Mm -hmm. Jeremy, Jeremy is, uh, Jeremy's a physical therapy guy. Um, yeah. that, that's always kind of implanted into their brain. Um, you know, it's, that's a good strategy to kind of keep doing. And I agree with you, Brandon, you know, word of mouth is huge. Um, to sign good work. Uh, that's how my clinic has been growing. Uh, as I mentioned before, I'm 80, 90% direct access. Uh, and it's maybe a little bit less now getting some more surgical because people are saying, Hey, no, this is, this, these guys are really good at what they did and you come see them. Um, so that's, that's huge. Um, especially again, when you're starting to, uh, ultimately is uh, you're saying not to try and throw other therapists on their bus or clinics on their bus. But when you're getting people from other clinics and they're sticking out with you, there's some people are doctor shop, uh, they go from one place to another, to another, to another, um, probably because they're not getting results and you're the one that they stay and they get results with. That's, that's a huge sign. Um, and when you are the one that finally figured this amount, that's that I think is a level of expertise, especially when they get to three or four PTs and those are your best refer referral sources. Be that person that's fixed one of those individuals they will refer everyone and their mother to you because yeah. they're finally giving them relief. Mm -hmm. um, I think I, I've had some strange things. I had PTs actually refer, see a patient and then actually refer them over to us and we're technically competitors. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just like, why? Um, they're like, I can't handle this patient. Um, and that's it. It's just like, all right, well, I guess at that point you are the expert. So, yeah. um, you know, and it's good to, to kind of display that, you know, sh you know, show those sort of things. You don't need to be, you know, gaudy with it or, you know, flashy and drop all your letters and stuff. Cause let's face it, nobody cares about any of those. Um, but you know, just the way you present yourself and then results, uh, Toko, uh, 
you know, the my fellowship director, he always says in his lectures, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, so uh, it's something I like when he when he says that is, yeah, when when you're getting results, that's when you know you're doing something right. Um, so that's, that's a good point. So I want, I want to ask you a question, and you alluded to it before, and, and you do this um, way better than I do, is leverage uh, social media, especially Instagram, um, to portray, I guess, one, yourself as an expert, and two, as a way to market and market freely. Um, so uh, if you can kind of share that and how you've built that up over, uh, I, I feel I've seen um, you you grow in that aspect. I mean, you've had your, your clinic for what, coming up on three years now? Yep. Um, I've seen a huge jump over the past, I'd say, year um maybe a little more um but i mean i mean you've always been pretty good with it um but i i really see a, a difference and to the point where i'm like oh shit i need to step up my game because you're crushing it um and a little you know friendly um for lack of a better term uh jealousy i'll say um <laughs> yeah. and i mean that with the 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 nicest and most complimental way because i see it and i'm like all right I need, this guy's killing it um, and I need to get on that level. Um, so if you can share your light or your expertise on that, because I don't do a good job at that part. It's because you spend so much time making all these courses. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of funny because right before I started the business, uh, I think I told my wife, I was like, yeah, I think I'm done with both Facebook and Instagram at the time. And she didn't like that because she wanted to tag someone in all her photos. So. I, I just didn't want to have an argument. So I left it. Uh, and then business started and, and um, it was something I wanted to, tr I started with my previous company and I was just like this Instagram thing. I really think it's, I really think it's going to kind of take off to a degree, which I invested in it in some degree. But anywho, um, you know, it was just, I was just like, people can get free information. They can kind of see who we are beforehand you know i know the big companies are not doing this at all uh so once i left i was like yeah i should probably stick with it and i just try and keep i kept it simple initially i just was like i'm just gonna put up what i'm doing not even gonna edit anything i'm just gonna take a bunch of shit ton of stories and just kind of put it up there you know constantly throughout the day and it was cool because i was in all these in these like local business groups, not many PTs or any PTs at all. And they always like, are these, the guys at trifecta, um, they, their, their, their content's awesome. And it was just mm -hmm. like, and I always think I was like, Oh, and thing is that anything that great. It's just literally just me taking a story every day. Um, and then, uh, it grew to a point where, um, luckily I've, uh, you know, my main man, Cam, who's, uh, who helps me out. He helps manage. He just kind of took what I was doing and just took it to the next level of helping me out, put, put up stuff. And I still have my sort of thing. I have my PT side of things. There's like the more other like fun side of stuff he takes care of, mm -hmm. but I just let it evolved. Um, it's pretty much been doing the same stuff of like, um, I knew what things I tied into what, why people saw me or what those individuals that, you know, eventually got to me and they actually got fixed. A lot of those people were like either, you know, some sort of lack of manual therapy um, 
or lack of progressions or those sort of things. So I was like, if I just keep posting what I'm doing manual therapy wise, uh, people are probably seeking that out or want to see some sort of thing where it's like, wow, their doctor is actually working with these people. So just kept making posts and posts and posts about that. And uh, yeah, it's just continued to be growing. And it's definitely something uh, that becomes a part of us. And, you know, we hear all the time, like people are like, are, they say before they even come in, they're like, I feel like we know you guys already. I'm like, it's good. A little stalkerish, but that's good. Uh, yeah, no, no one's judging. You know, if that's the case, you know, keep watching. But uh, yeah, you know, I think that a lot of that is missed in, in most businesses, but especially the PT business where, you know, a lot of people, they go in and they see five different providers and an aid attack, who's who they can't even remember like who the hell they saw. I'm like, Oh, if it's like a local place and I know that they're like, who'd you see? Um, and they're like, oh, I can't remember. So, yeah. um, that lack of personal connection is so, huge. So would you say that have, has had a, a direct ROI where people will hit, hit you up or DM you and be like, I want to schedule an appointment or is it more building a brand? And now you've been in, in, uh, in the college area for what are you coming up on two years there or one? there no we've always always been in the college area i mean no, we're i'm sorry your new, the new spot oh yeah. uh, we're coming up on one year yeah. coming up on one um like where it's coming around and now it's kind of like a brand and now people know that like th this is kind of the the conundrum with marketing like it, it's hard to unless you're like a, a big company like starbucks or, or, or mercedes or something where you just have a logo and people know it because they've been around for decades. Um, you know, is that RI direct or is it just, you feel it's a little bit of everything, your consistency, that brand and names kind of building. And now your phone's just, you know, ringing off the hook because of that consistency for, you know, two, three years now. I definitely think it's, it's that it's the latter of just the, uh the brand itself obviously there's a component of me because it was just me for such a while and i'm obviously the, the head therapist there um but just essentially everything we did uh attaching our logo and those sort of things um all our gear and everything like that it's it's like it's pretty force fed to you once you like walk into it um but attaching that to our expertise to our manual therapy videos to our exercise videos to our success stories, um, to our 130 plus Google reviews, like attaching that, um, you know, is making people become familiar with the brand. People like, oh, I've heard of Trifecta. Yeah. Um, those sort of things. I've had a hell of a graphic designer. He's like, dude, your, your, your uh, essentially your logo and all that sort of stuff, your branding's on point. He's like, you want to take this and put this somewhere else? You, you can simply because yeah. that's how much we have it out there. Now I've, I've heard stories with like my t-shirts are in Pennsylvania. I don't even know how that is. Uh, not including my in-laws that wear it pretty much every day of their lives. Yeah. Um, but those sort of things, we have people like throwing up the trifecta sign randomly to each other. Like if they see someone else wearing a t-shirt and mm -hmm. they may not be, they'll just go up like this to them and they're like, yeah. they may not that's know awesome. each other. That's great. Uh, so yeah, we just, we, yeah, we just kept doing it and doing it and consistently. And I don't think we've ever, 
maybe there's been one week in almost two and a half, three years where we didn't like post or something like that, or didn't do something like that. But that consistency, I mean, early on stories used to go up on the local town. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just be like, Oh, I did story in, in Glassboro, go up to Glassboro town. And we had somebody who like reached out to us. It was just like, I saw your story on the local town one, figure out, check it out. It looked like you guys are doing cool stuff. It's like, Oh, cool. Uh, a lot of what I put up on there isn't, it's a very snippet of what actually happens. It's yeah, 15 seconds of a 45 minute to hour long session. Uh, and I know what, what is, what the people want to see per se. Uh, yeah. And whatever it takes to get a person into the door. Sure. A, you know, may I say stupid cupping video. Um, I shouldn't even say stupid cupping because now I use it fairly wisely and it, I do get good outcomes with it. But initially, it was a gimmick. I'm not going to lie. Mm. It was a $20 gimmick. Yeah. But I knew people were attracted. They're like, ooh, what's that? Yeah. Uh, if it brought oh, them into the, yeah, yeah, brought them into the door and they have chronic low back pain, they're asking about the cupping. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We'll, we'll implement it. But it wasn't the cupping that fixed them and those sort of things. It attracted them to bring them into the clinic. But it was my education. It was me getting them back. It was correcting their form. It was any hands-on techniques, other techniques I did to help them out. It was a combination of everything. Um, but yeah, it was that, you know, that consistency and consistency. And now it's like cool to hear um, that it's just like, yeah, I know a trifecta. And that's what I wanted. Uh, as much as it's like, oh, I want to be viewed as an expert. I want my facility my clinic my team to be viewed as experts and that's, that yeah. requires hiring very like-minded expert like or future experts as well um you know something i love of yours that you do better job than me is like you have your education videos of stuff is even next level um you know you uh, you i know you've done some stuff of like you know differential diagnosing uh, I think that's sometimes pretty popular for a lot of people like, Oh yeah, I've had then they treated this and nobody's got it there. So those are certain things I like. Um, yeah, actually, I, I need to get back on, onto that. Um, yeah. Making the videos and graphics and editing it and stuff like that. It's, time consuming. it's a very time consuming, but you're right. I need to do a better job with that. I, I like the videos cause oh. the videos are shot. I can just pop those up. Yeah. Um, and I think that's in Meyer has been a, a advantage because I've gotten a lot of business from from that really hosting courses, uh, which portrays us because you co-host with me, um, you know, as we're the expert, and then I get patients from that. Like you said, people referring um, because of that. I've also tried to open up the clinic to other companies coming in and, and, and treating or, or teaching. Um, we've had rock tape. Um, we were trying to have um, Sioux Falls sewn in for dry needling, but that's been put on pause because of uh, the Practice Act um, and COVID now. Um, we've had we've had like a blood drive in here during COVID, you know, just opening up the facility to, to other things other than what you do um, to just kind of bring general awareness uh, to not only location, but what you do as well. Yeah, I think that's huge. Um, I always tell people if they're in the area, come check us out, you know, patients and stuff. I have no, no, I'm not shy about that at all. Um, 
because I want them to see it. Uh, if they're not seeing from like stories or non stories and those sort of things. And I think in a couple minutes of just watching us, uh, we pretty much get just about everyone who walks into our doors because they can see like, this is something different. Yeah. Um, for anyone that's been to PT or things like that. Yeah. I can't remember the last time someone who's actually like, uh, like some people are like, well, I feel like, Hey, do you mind just come check us out? Yep. If you're ever in the area, I don't think I've ever had someone who's like, you know, what? I'm not going to come in. So, um, you know, those are, that's it. And what they're seeing is, oh, wow, the therapist is talking. They're confident. The patients are saying, yeah, like if they spend a couple minutes, they're like, well, yeah, I'm getting better with this. Yeah, it doesn't hurt with this. The little conversations, even the non-medical person's hearing on. And that's tied into, if you break it all back down, is your expertise. Um, so, you use that and then you grow. And that's a big thing is I would have gotten to this point I'm sure with you, Brandon, as well, if we didn't invest early and often as in mostly all investments should be uh, in kind of our education to kind of get to that level. Um, you know, that's, I think that's huge. Um, pays lots and lots of dividends. And then it opens up into things like teaching, um, especially for non-PhD, uh, those sort of things. I've taught at three different uni universities and schools. Brandon, I think you're probably even more than that at this point. Um, but they won't even bother bringing me on board unless, you know, all that level of expertise, postings, the credentials, all that sort of stuff. And then I can use that as a marketing tool. All right, who you want? who you want to go to therapist-wise? You know, Joe Schmo or Jeremy Boyd, who also happens to be a professor at three different schools. Oh, this guy yeah. sounds a little bit better. So yeah. just tying it all together. But if you break it down to its simplest point, you have to get to that level of expertise first um, or it just won't work, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And it sounds like, you know, I, I hate to, to say or belittle it, but it's it's kind of like – and. It, and Maybe, you know, this could work in both hands um, or, or both sides of the coin. You know, on one side, yeah, we come out as, you know, doctors in the profession. But, you know, what what does that leave you? And I'm sure people leverage social media in going out and just their personality um, and, and can leverage that just fine and build, you know, six-figure online businesses with that um, versus – you know, being able to kind of walk the walk a, a little bit more, it sounds like building that expertise and then having multiple layers to it. It's like, okay, yeah. Um, I'm learning how to leverage social media and teaching and doing it. Um, you've done competitions at, at weightlifting things. You, you've kind of opened yourself up completely in your community. And then with that, it's, yeah, I've, I can do this, but I have the education, I have the credentials, I have the training, I have the experience, everything behind that and underneath that as well. So you're, sounds like it's more, aside from just marketing, it's marketing your true expertise and your true niche on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's it. Our niche over here is, you know, sports, uh, rehab, athletics. I even if you break it down into more, it's like sub niching into, yeah, I do CrossFit and Olympic lifting and I like 
enjoy treating soccer and basketball athletes. We have Justin who um, he likes doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, football, um, and any of the other kind of funny sports. Um, yeah, you can get to that level once you kind of back it up. Again, combine all right, I have clinical experience, but I also have, to have experience of the sport and those sort of things. And um, that's when those those particular athletes will become more attracted to you. It's like, all right, yeah, he knows what he's doing clinically, but now he backs up because he knows the lingo of my sport and he participates in it or had a history of participating in it. So that's taking it to that other level of expertise. Um, you know, I see a ton of gymnasts. Um, I don't, I obviously do not do gymna gymnastics. I do not have the flexibility for such things. Um, I would die. Um, but I, I thought it was, I think I admire them to the highest level. Of, you know, I think they're some of the greatest athletes in sports, but what I did was just, you know, took some things, talked to some, you know, gymnasts themselves, uh, clinicians that are gymnasts, did a ton of research, understood their sport, um, and then I got a whole following from it. Yeah. So uh, I think it's, yeah, it's important. Uh, it, it, the world is, is, is just trending that way of, of, of expertise and specializations, and we have to portray that. It's just same with our medical physicians and those sort of things. You'd rather probably for your ACL tear get operated by an orthopedist versus a general practitioner. Um, PT's going that way, you know. It's maybe not forced into residency or fellowships aren't forced at this time or anything like that. But with other professions getting their doctorates, like occupational therapy, athletic training, that's going to be our next evolution is specializations and they too will specialize. So yeah, it's, it's, and then it's just a matter of marketing it from there. Yep. Good uh, stuff. Yeah. Any other, uh, any other tidbits or anything like that, that you, you can, uh, you do the market there. Um, that's all that stuff. I'd say this is more traditional stuff. I mean, I think you're, you're doing a great job with, um, the social media and leveraging that. I think more therapists need to do that. Uh, myself included. Um, if you have the opportunity, you know, definitely try and shadow uh, a physician doing surgery or even doing office hours. I did that early on. Um, that has helped. Um, that's didn't help early on, but I'm, you know, some connections I made a few years back doing that um, might, you know, or be, will be paying dividends if I open up my second location just because now that's where they are. And, um, now I have some, some, uh, kind of, you know, piggy banks to kind of tap into now. Okay. You know, I had a relationship, you know, um, didn't always work where they were able to send to me just because of proximity, but I always sent to them because they were an expert. Um, and if it was like, you need a surgeon, this is the guy to go to. Um, so, you know, in, in talks with him, you know, saying I might be opening up a second location. He's like, Oh, that's, that's by me. I can definitely, um, you know, refer a lot of people to you. So you never know, um, when things will pan out, you know, don't always look at the short game, which is very hard to do. Trust me. Um, I, you know, I think we both have fallen under that, but you never know when you, you have an impact on somebody. And then years later, it, um, it kind of comes back, um, and probably comes back tenfold. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, if, if you can help 
help someone out uh, as well because you never know when it's going to come back and it may not come back from them but it may come back from somebody they know uh and things like that um so you know it's kind of kind of continuing to put yourself out there um and uh you know things will begin to to open up for you in the long run yeah absolutely uh this last two weeks alone i got two clients from people I met during the first couple of weeks that I started the business. I haven't really contacted much. Maybe a like here on Facebook or two. Hey, how are you doing? No, no real conversation since, but they remembered it two years ago. And, uh, you know, it's open doors for me. So definitely. Well, um, I think that's pretty good. I uh, hope you guys picked up some nuggets of knowledge. Uh, you experts out there and anyone listening and who isn't at the expert level, um, as we said before, definitely invest in education, even, you know, it's, I know that the getting the doctor, it was a grind, uh, and it should come with a title that you become an expert. You are to a degree, but there is more beyond just our doctorate. So, uh, keep open-minded and try and get to those levels. And that'll definitely give you the confidence to portray yourself that and grow your business or make you a more confident clinician, uh, you know, make it more enjoyable. Nothing's more enjoyable than fixing people up quicker, in my opinion. They, they love you for it. And then you end up like this guy who gets so many gifts of whiskey and, and bottles of booze that it's now invading his floor space. So that's expertise right there if I've ever heard it. So um, definitely a lot of options out there for you. We obviously went down the residency fellowship route. But Brandon uh, has you know, created an awesome virtual uh, mentorship. Uh, that we've how many people are now in it now? Uh, we just had three new signups. Uh, so we're, uh, I believe, what's that, eight now? Um, <laughs> eight. I know I've had another three or four people reach out to me, uh, you know, saying they're going to do it and looking to, to do it. So hopefully they, they're join. Um, you know, so we're, we're, we're growing. We've had it open about, what, one, one month, one and a half months. One month. We've had um, two. Yeah, two it was like mid July ish where we kind of, put it out there so yeah, yeah. Well, whatever one and a half two months um that's right we're already september 10th yeah the, the first 10 days didn't count the labor day was in there definitely threw some things up um yeah so you know that that platform hopefully um if you guys haven't checked it out please do um you know it's led by myself jeremy and uh kyle who's been on the show before um all fellows or fellows in training uh we have mm-hmm. 600 um 600 plus fellowship articles that we've uh, basically extracted from our programs and just even stuff that we've looked up on our own um, and put in there. We have bi-monthly calls with us three to pick our brains to discuss cases um, and private uh, discussion board to help synthesize research um, and just talk about uh, really anything, any and all things PT. We have a financial literally literacy. I can't even talk today financial literacy section um, of uh, books that we've uh, read or resources that have helped us. Um, We have business section as well. Obviously, us three are business owners. We want to be able to pass that on to you in a strength conditioning. So um, stock full of information. Right now, it's at probably the cheapest price it's ever going to be. It's $97 to access all the 100 videos that are on there. and There will be more added to that. Um, and then it's $30 a month 
or twenty nine ninety nine technically um, for our um, for access to everything else. So you can quit at any time. Don't need to feel obligated to be tied in for um, you know multiple years. Though I think to get the most out of it, being involved for a good six months or a year is probably the the best thing. But you can drop it at um, at any time. Uh, we are, you know, getting up there in volume. I, I will kind of say this prices will be going up, uh, as we get more and more people. Um, so if you guys are thinking about it and kind of just dragging your feet a little bit, um, please reach out to Jeremy and I, so, you know, we'd be happy to, to, uh, hop on a call with you and show you around, um, before prices do go up. So check that out guys. Yeah. So speaking of reaching out to us, we can be reached at uh, Minips and Sips on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm at The Decent Doctor and at Traffic the Therapeutics. And Brandon's at Pursue PT Now and Think Like a Fella. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers, guys.